You're listening to Business Made Simple with Donald Miller, Kula Callahan, and Dr. J.J. Peterson. The world is going back to normal. Sort of. Most small business owners are wondering, how in the world do we prepare for the uproar, if you will, that's going to happen this summer? Well, today... I get to talk with Josh Dubois. We have him on the podcast every quarter. And today we talk about what business owners should be prepared for as we move into the summer months and into the third quarter of this year. Josh runs a business called Gage.ai, and he surveys 10,000 people a day asking them questions about what they want to see from businesses and from culture in our country. And he gives you some practical tools to not only serve your customers really well and give them what they want, but to create and sustain trust with your customers. Joshua Dubois, welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be with you all again. I'm so glad to get to talk to you. We did an episode with you a couple months ago about what you predicted would be the case for businesses in quarter two of this year, kind of coming out of the pandemic. What should business owners be prepared for? How can they equip and empower their teams and their customers to really sort of re-engage with life as we once knew it, kind of coming back into this sort of hybrid normal environment. And and I just want to review really fast before we get into predictions for this coming quarter, I just want to review what your predictions were for quarter two and whether or not that's what happened. My conversation with Donna from a couple months ago, it seems like a lot of that stuff we really saw kind of manifest in culture and the world around us. We started with this notion that there will be more in-person engagement, but that it'll be gradual, more of a escalator rather than an elevator. And I think we certainly saw that with March and April, things picking up. And then May, it really seemed to sort of open up. And now we're in June where folks are enjoying the fullness of summer. And so I I think we definitely saw that gradual in-person engagement over time. That was actually enabled, I think, by the second point, which was reassurance. When you come out, when you visit us, when you come in our stores, when you buy our products, we have your safety in mind. And so I think we certainly saw that as well. And then the third point was expressing solidarity. Uh, last quarter was a tough one for a lot of communities, particularly yeah. the Asian community. And we saw this with the Stop Asian Hate um, campaign that um, is going on around us. And we saw a lot of businesses step up and say, we are standing with you in this tough time. And so I think there was a, a lot there that... Um, really did manifest over the last few months. You know, one thing that was a little bit of a um, surprise, but that we saw a lot of people talking about in our surveys is honestly some economic shocks. There are a lot of folks that are involved, for example, in cryptocurrency markets and yes. playing around with that, right? <laughs> and so forth. And so this interesting, like it, you would think this is like a super dialed in geeky thing, but but we are constantly surprised. And when we do our outreach and we have conversations with consumer, how many people are in, are connected to these markets. And so that was something that sort of started the shocks in those markets, uh, maybe about a month ago. Yeah. Um, and we're seeing that um, it sort of be a, a destabilizing factor for some people. Now, Fortunately, I think most folks were not, you know, putting their entire life savings in like Dogecoin or whatever. <laughs> Hopefully not, because then Elon Musk goes on SNL. <laughs> <laughs> but more people than one might imagine are involved in these markets are impacted by those shocks. And so that was kind of a something that wasn't on our radar when, when we had a conversation before and certainly is something that we're hearing a lot from now. That's fascinating. It's funny. I went to a restaurant uh, in my neighborhood last night and they had this big sign on the door that said, we're vaccinated. 
all of our staff yes. has been fully vaccinated. But if you want your server to wear a mask, then feel free to ask. And that got me thinking, you know, I, I feel like as a, a business owner, it's like, how do you communicate that reassurance to your customers? Because I imagine business owners are not confused, but maybe just thinking like, how do we ensure that our customers know they're safe and supported and and healthy when they come and engage with our brand? And then it, consumers are looking to the business to tell them what they need to be prepared for sort of thing. And I'm at first I was like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. They have a gigantic sign on their door that says we are vaccinated. And I'm like, that's actually super smart because it takes the doubt and hesitation and skepticism out of my mind. And I feel a lot more comfortable walking into that restaurant, sitting down, having people walking around without masks because they've made it really clear, hey, we're vaccinated. Your safety is our top priority, that sort of thing. It's such a great point. And it's honestly, it's it, um, it's it's a perfect segue because it's the first point in sort of the forward looking yes. piece of this, right? Like, which which is um, be very clear about your values, your procedures. And if you have a point of view, your point of view as well. Don't hide the ball from consumers, right? Like don't hide the ball from your from your customers. If you you know have a sense of how things should go in your restaurant, your small business and your brick and mortar location. And you have a, a clear sense that, you know, how you want to align with state regulations or not. What people don't like is uncertainty, right? What they don't like is, is having to guess like, which, you know, is this a place where I need to wear my mask, where I don't need to wear my mask, where the staff is vaccinated, where, et cetera. And so be very, very clear and upfront with signage on the door saying it. Here is where we are. Here's what our procedures are. And that's going to vary by region. It's going to vary by um, by COVID rates in a particular region and by state laws. And so there are folks dialing into this podcast from all around the country, across the world. And so that needs to be context specific. But don't hide the ball on your values, your procedures and your point of view. Put that out front. I think that's a key thing for the coming quarter. We say all the time at Story Brand and Business Made Simple with messaging and marketing, if you confuse, you lose. But the same is true for us coming out of this pandemic. If you confuse people and leave any sense of sort of doubt, hesitation, skepticism in their mind, they're not going to be as willing to engage with your brand or walk into your restaurant or buy a book from your bookstore or whatever it is. So clarity is key, of course, in messaging and marketing, but also this. And people can make their own decisions, right? But if you're clear about your views, then they can make their decision on that right. basis and they're more comfortable with that. And we see a lot of folks who um, have strong views one way or the other about vaccinations or masks and so forth. Um, in, in the places that they are patronizing have a different view, but they respect that they're open and honest about it, right? And so yes. that they're willing to engage there and to buy, you know, either products or services because the place that they're going is open and honest. I love it. I love it. So that's sort of number one, looking into the summer and quarter three. Don't hide the ball from your customers and your people. That's exactly right. And then the two other quick things. The second one is create opportunities for friends and families to connect, um, connected to your products or services. So many people are um, having reunions right now. They're getting together with friends for the first time in a year or a year and a half. They're seeing grandma for the first time. And so whether that's friends and family deals and mm -hmm. specials, literally creating physical spaces for people to connect. Um, think about it, consumers, not just as individual, but as family units and friends and communicate with them as such. Call them in, say that we want to engage not just you as an individual, but the people that you're reconnecting with for the first time and make sure that your business, your products, your services are a platform for people to make those reconnections. I love that. 
That's so good. There, it's so funny. I went to uh, uh, my friend had a crawfish boil at her house. It was the first time that I'd seen these this group of friends together in a year. It was crazy, and I, I was so excited. But then I got there and I I got hit with this wave of anxiety. I was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, who do I talk to? It's like there are so many thoughts running through my brain and so many things I wanted to say that I almost got like paralyzed by the overwhelm and excitement of it all. But I love that sort of paradigm shift of, you know, don't just think of your customers as individuals, but recognize that this is what's happening in the world. People are wanting to gather together and share experiences. And if you can allow them and offer them a way to do that, by buying your product or service, then it's a huge win for you, obviously, as a business. But it also just offers your customers a way to more almost intimately connect with what you do because they're experiencing what you have to offer in the safe context of community and belonging. And I think that's really, really beautiful and something that certainly our listeners can take and apply to their business, whatever it might be. I love that. And I think that will really honestly strengthen our social fabric as totally. we are out there communicating that, you know, communities are welcome and friends groups, family groups are, are welcome. And then the last thing, and this is going to sound a little simple, but it's so true, particularly for this summer is outside, outside, outside. People want it. to feel the sun on them, even the rain, honestly. There were, we've been cooped up for so long um, that people really want to be outside. And so even if you're inside, your brick and mortar is inside, taking advantage of your sidewalks, right? Like think, thinking about some of those ways that we've had to adapt over the last years and, and carrying forward the best aspects of them. People really want to um, simply be outside in the weather, in nature, you know, whether it's, you know, doing a hike with customers, whatever the case may be, like think about ways to connect your um, products and services to the great outdoors and to outside. It's a really, really strong draw for people right now is to physically be outside. I love that. And, you know, with these sort of predictions, I don't want our listeners to feel like they sound prescriptive. But this also, I think, gives people an enormous opportunity to be really creative. Yeah. Because in the same way that you had to pivot and adapt when the pandemic was going on with repackaging your products or services and, you know, rethinking about how you're going to engage with customers, we kind of get to do that again. But on the bright side of things. It's like we're yes. finally free. What new fun thing can we offer people to engage with our brand more and to really deeply connect with our customers and to give them an opportunity to do something that they've been wanting to do for a year and haven't been able to. So I think it's a great invitation to just kind of rethink how you engage with customers, at least for the summer. If you're mainly indoors, how can you take your stuff outside? Uh, if you mainly just deal one-on-one -on -one with customers, how can you equip them to invite all their friends to come to your restaurant or store or whatever it is? I think there's a really fun opportunity to just get really creative with how you serve your customers and ultimately how you grow your business in the coming months. That's exactly right. And honestly, the last year and a half have made us a nation of innovators and we need to keep that going, right? Yes. Like that, that, that we, we were forced to do it, right? But that, um, and even though there were so many challenges that it's not to under, it's not to look past those challenges. A lot of folks faced a lot of loss, a lot of grief, and those are very real. But we also, um, in many cases, found out what we were made of, right? And we innovated yeah. and, we, and we did things differently. We should keep that spirit up in the months ahead. Let's think outside the box and really understand what this opportunity has offered us in terms of what we're able to do. And so I think it's just a good practice to get into, to incorporating that innovation, like you talked about, that creativity and and that sort of rethinking of how you run your business just as sort of a, a, a rhythm that you get into as a business owner. 
Yeah, no, completely agree. I think that's exactly right. And then, and that's going to help you out, not just this year, but in the years ahead. So, so yeah, that's the big three. Don't hide the ball. Think friends and family and outside, outside, outside. Those are our predictions for the coming quarter. So we'll see how it goes when we hop back on in a couple months. I love it. Don't hide the ball. Be with your friends and be outside. I feel like I kind of want to go to summer camp now. I know, right? Let's get in a canoe somewhere. Don and JJ, wasn't that so good? Love him. I know. I love him He's so much. He's so wonderful. I always find some way to make money after hearing him. Yeah. I know. Seriously. Well, I love what he said about what we need to look out for in this quarter. The first thing he said, don't hide the ball, obviously. Really, this kind of goes back to our heartbeat, if you will, at StoryBrand. If you confuse, you lose. If you confuse customers about what you're doing to protect them or to keep them safe or to keep your employees safe, they're not going to want to engage yeah. with your brand. That's kind of a thing. Not just COVID, don't you think? Totally. It's the next generation coming up that I love the fact that they sort of honor authenticity at yeah. a whole new level. Yeah. And I think it's freaking some older folks out. <laughs> <laughs> don't you? You're talking about the Gen Z peeps? I don't know which Gen Z I think they are. Well, I can say that because my niece is 14. I think that makes her a Gen Zer. And she and her friends talk so openly and honestly about their feelings and their emotions. Yeah. And they confront each other. It's just such a different experience from what I had where we're all super insecure and no one wanted to talk about hard things or what they were feeling or, you know, emotions that made you feel uncomfortable. And they're just super open and honest about it. They're very authentic. It's really interesting. I think it's changing leadership. It's changing the nature of leadership. Because I remember once uh, when I gave this talk somewhere and uh, there there were some some executives in the audience. And I thought, do I talk about the fact that I've been to therapy? Because it was a fundraiser for this therapy thing. I thought, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to wreck my (laughs) leadership ability in this town. And, you know, I did. And one of those executives actually told me that the other executive sitting next to him runs a big company said, you know, what that guy said, that's the future of leadership right there. No way. And I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, that we can talk about just stuff that you used to hide. Right. I think it's I think it's a it's an improvement. Do you think that's because of COVID and what it how it affected everybody? No, I think that was a trend that was happening before. But what I appreciate about that from a COVID perspective as a customer is even if I disagree with your policies, mm-hmm. I actually know what they are. Like right. you're just totally. you're not trying to hide it. But I think the thing I really do appreciate about being honest about your policies as we're coming back to doing business in person together is that I get I don't get surprised. I don't get right. worried about like what how do I need to act when I walk in this place? What do I need to do? It, just give me the instructions up front. Yep. Be honest about what you're feeling and then I get to decide how I interact with that. The second thing you talked about was creating opportunities for friends and family to connect with your brand. This is my favorite thing that Joshua talked about in this interview because it's something that we at Business Made Simple are so aware of and intentional about yeah, creating Yeah, we've made community. strategic decisions. As much as yeah. I joke about Josh always makes me money. This will be the first year that we are intentionally taking about $2 million off the table because we wanted to double down on our products that create community. And I just could not feel better about that, which is yep. strange yeah. because I am a scoreboard guy. I, like, yeah. I want to measure it. I want to know that we grew. And now I'm like, no, this just feels like the right thing to do. Yeah. Double down on community and our customers getting to talk to each other and you know, intentionally be a little bit smaller, but be a boutique community 
that we really honor the relationships that have trusted us. I love it. The last thing Joshua said is that we've got to get outside this court, like literally outdoors. People are out in the sun, out in the sun. People are yearning for time to be outdoors in nature, connecting with one another, like we just talked about. But a big thing that consumers are looking for as we move into the summer months are just opportunities to connect with each other and with your brand outside. Well, as we get into the summer months, especially, I think, and the weather is going to be a little bit nicer. I mean, not for me. I don't enjoy the heat, but (laughs) my body's not built for heat. (laughs) But, you know, as we get into the summer months, there's so many more opportunities to do things outside and to be creative about what that looks like. If you have a brick and mortar store, then just something on the sidewalk in front or at a park nearby. You know, um, if you don't have brick and mortar, if you work from home, figuring out ways to meet with your staff even for picnics in the park or something that just gets people together. Yeah. I think you will see an amazing benefit from that as a staff, as a tribe, yeah. and as a business. JJ, we, we're we're running with this. You're yeah. taking over a micro community in some ways. Yes. You are starting a podcast just for the story brand I side am. of things. The Marketing Made Simple Marketing podcast. Marketing Made Simple. It comes out June 23rd. Uh. And we've already had a number of interviews. In fact, you are our very first interview. So uh, that you, was an honor. <laughs> <laughs> it was an honor for us, Don. We it actually was a wonderful conversation. Wait, really who go did through you interview first? Donald Miller. Never heard of him. He's, he's, a good, he's brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> he's brilliant. If you thought Joshua was brilliant, <laughs> wait till you get this guy. It was it, we walked through the entire story brand framework and how to create clear messaging for your business. Practical, Practical. money making advice that's every that's really our whole episode. That's really our whole mission about it is that we believe that marketing should be easy and it should work. And so we want to give practical advice that people can apply immediately to their business and grow it and make more money. So go and subscribe because it comes out this very week, June 23rd. Go and subscribe to Marketing Made Simple. I got to be honest with you. I have not always thought about community being first. And Honestly, at the risk of being too vulnerable and losing our friendship, not always put people first. I've often put profit first. You know, all these books put people before profit and those kinds of things. I always sort of rolled my eyes at those because as we started the company, the one thing that would kill morale better than anything else, faster than anything else, is if nobody got a paycheck. I think that would be a morale killer. And I just woke up, as many of you as the guy who had to bring in, just felt like the guy who had to bring in the dollars in order to keep things going. I think there's some truth to that. I think there's some help to that. I think a company often works like a person. You know, an infant out of the womb is really just thinking about where it's going to get food. And that happens all the way up till, you know, 12, 13 years old, where you really start thinking about somebody else. And Christmas becomes a chance to give a gift rather than just get a gift. I think companies are kind of the same way. You start, you got to get them going, you got to get cash flow going. But then there comes a time when your needs are more or less met, things are pretty stable, and you can experience this shift. And you can really start thinking about your team a lot more, now that you didn't before. Uh, You can start thinking about your customers a lot more, now that you didn't before. And um, you can have kind of peace of mind. And I think there's some... There's been some executives who will choose that peace of mind over being on a war path to get the company to 100 million or a billion or whatever. 
it's not surprising to me that sometimes when people choose that path, the path of peace in mind and the path of community, that that's when their companies really explode. It's not a guarantee because that's not actually what you're deciding to do. But you attract a lot of people to your organization. So maybe for some of you, uh, you've already done this with your company and it's beautiful and I honor you and thanks for leading uh, and being an example to me. And maybe for some of you, you're just kind of going, Don, it just sounds so naive. We just have to make rent. And I get that. But I also wonder, maybe it's time to go on that adventure and to say, hey, you know, it's risky, but at the at the risk of losing some profit, at the li- risk of losing some revenue, I'm actually going to create a community with my staff, with my customers, and just see where that takes you. I'm hoping it takes us to someplace really, really great. My guess is it will. And regardless, even if we don't make a lot more money, I'd rather live in a community. I'd rather live in a community. All right. Until next week, thanks for joining us on the Business Made Simple podcast. Thanks for being a part of our community. Until next week, here's to growing your business. It can seem like the whole job of an entrepreneur is to worry, which is why the Business Made Simple podcast is here for you every week, taking the mystery out of growing your business. So if you got something out of today's episode, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Then go to businessmadesimple.com to see how our on-demand courses and live coaching events can give you the practical skills you need so you won't just sound like you understand business, you will actually know how a business works and how to grow it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.